0: Hey, Mystic Michaela, spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. You know, chances are you are using the wrong words when you do your self-talk or when you talk about yourself to others, and it's possibly making it so you're not living your best life. And we're going to fix that today. We're going to get right to talking about how you can make tiny little changes in how you talk about yourself, how you talk to yourself that can change your whole life. But first, hey, Scotty.
1: Hey, guys. Well, that's interesting that you bring that up. Yeah. Uh, one, because I do talk to myself a lot. You do? Um, yeah, you know, like, hey, hey, Scotty, you want to go uh, <laughs> to the mall today? Hey, Scotty, should we get gas? Like things like that. Right. That's not probably what you're talking no, about. No, 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 not like that. But I did come up with this fantastic idea. Okay. You know, we, we do need a little rest and relaxation. Mm-hmm. You, know, we, you know, all the readings and, you know, we have just doing a lot of events lately. Yeah. And I figured maybe I would take you... On a spiritual retreat
0: oh I, I've always wanted to go on a spiritual retreat,
1: okay, good, good. I'm glad you're with me yes, I am um and this is this someone like you yeah well you know I, I'm spiritually awakened red okay everybody knows I'm a spiritually awakened red yes, and i you know I <laughs> want to take it to the next level, you uh, know people yeah. know I, I sometimes do yoga, yes, I used to do a lot more yoga before the pandemic yes um i I've been meditating lately you have been? right, yes. you know the binaural beats
0: yes, you've been meditating okay. for real yeah
1: um. Everyone knows that your mom was Anne Frank in a past life. Yep. I don't know if that's anything, but Nothing. people know that. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of researched some retreats, and <laughs> I actually signed us up for one. What? But Oh, my so gosh. So I want to go through with them. I, okay. I think I'm you're so excited. Be, yeah. I think you're going to be on the same page with I'm me. I'm kind of excited. I'm pretty sure. Okay, okay. Okay. All right. So I have to choose from one of the ones Yeah. You can here. choose the one you want, but I've actually booked one. Oh, you one. already booked one. Yeah. Okay. But, I, you know, it's, it's not it's refundable. So we, I can switch it out. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. The first one got? I found, this one, really good. I think you're going to like it. Ooh. Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Okay. Very nice setting. Mm-hmm. It's on a lake. I like they, it. They got spas, oh. um, you know, good food. Ooh, good food. All, uh, yeah, great food. Yeah. Um, like boating, like kayaking, oh, all that's this That's up stuff.
0: your alley. That's totally yeah. what you like.
1: Yes. Okay. So what we're going to be doing while, while we're there, uh, it's going to do a lot with healing sounds. And shaman chants. Okay. Okay. So we're going to do like some reggae singing.
0: Reggae singing. Yeah.
1: Reggae singing or something.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Is that like kind of shaggy kind of thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, was it me?
1: Was it me? (laughs) Got it on camera. Was Was it me? me? Yeah. Yeah, So we'll we'll get that better. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We're going to do some medicine melodies. What's that? I assume that's like you take Tylenol and you like hum when you do it. Like
0: hum, Tylenol. I think I do that already. Or Bayer. (laughs) Bayer. Excedrin. Or something like
1: that. Excedrin. Like that. So okay. <laughs> we're definitely gonna do vocal meditations.
0: Vocal meditation. I think that's
1: something where like ohms. Maybe ohms. ohms like or that? maybe where like your voice box comes out and like they, that meditates. That sounds violent. I, I don't know. Okay. Um the only we do have to buy a thirty day prep video. Oh no. Are you, are you okay with that? A
0: thirty day wow.
1: Yeah, we gotta really prep
0: they make you prep before we you go. Prep, yeah. I don't like I don't like pre pre work.
1: Okay. Not enough. Um so it's – okay. But oh, here's – okay. Stay with me here. Okay. We, we will have to share a bathroom. You and I? No. no, no, no like the people at the retreat. Oh. It's like it's communal bathrooms. Oh.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, when we eat breakfast, it's going to be in silence.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm okay right. with
1: that. And lights out at 10. I'm okay with all of this. So no sneaking out <laughs> after 10 to watch Discovery of Witches. Or I, Vampire Diaries. I can
0: live. How long is this retreat for? Eh,
1: like seven days. Okay. Okay. Let's go. All right. So that, there's one. Okay. Right, so keep that in mind. All
0: right. All right. I,
1: I, that all seems doable. Okay. The second one, we're going to England.
0: England. Yes.
1: Majestic land. Think of it. Majestic landscape.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's on the river dart. Mm. Okay. Uh, Massive gardens.
0: Ooh.
1: Okay. So it sounds good. Yes. Okay. So we're going to live together in a barn. Oh. With uh, 10 people. No. And we're going to create community over those 10 days. Is this like a
0: real thing? Yes, this is a real thing. Like, is there a website I can visit? There's a website you can visit. I can look at pictures?
1: You can see the barn. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. Okay. Uh, We're going to garden together.
0: I don't like this one. No? It's a lot of work.
1: Uh, Oh, you'll like this. Okay. There's 24-hour hot tea access.
0: Okay, at my house, too.
1: Yeah, but (laughs) the only problem is you have to communally drink it.
0: Ew. Yeah. This doesn't sound very (laughs) (laughs) pandemic-friendly. Okay.
1: (laughs) And, uh, you know, we're going to cook for each other. Do things for each like other. Something
0: like a cult, honey. Well, Are you sure a, you're not, we're not signing up for a cult.
1: It's called mindfulness in England. So
0: okay, it doesn't sound like cult In England, what? It's like the whole country. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, the first one was rest and relaxation in Massachusetts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, one. you forgot to do the yeah, title. I forgot
1: the title. Okay. Yeah, I'm
0: sure when people Google these, they exist.
1: All right, so that that one's out, and here's the good news. Mm -hmm. I didn't book that one.
0: Okay, that's good. I'm not into that one. I didn't
1: say I didn't book the first one. So far, I like
0: rest and relaxation in Massachusetts. Okay,
1: the third one is in Mm -hmm. Tuscany, Italy. Oh, I like this one. It's 10 days. Nice. It is jam-packed. Oh. Okay, we're going to do daily circle work. What's that? Well, we could go a lot of ways with this. (laughs) I have been called the perverted husband by uh, people before, so (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) uh okay do, so i don't know what the daily circle work oh, i is. just
0: got a big visual in my head yeah. all right keep going uh
1: we're gonna do tribal sharing what's that i assume where we tell stories of how we were tri- tribal one t- at one point i don't know i
0: don't know yeah i don't know, yeah, I don't we know that lost um, there.
1: we're gonna do intentional dialogue
0: what's intentional dialogue <laughs>
1: I, mean, I guess that's why you go to find okay, out okay we learn what intentional dialogue yeah. is okay we're gonna fast a day of fasting i don't like that one okay i don't like to do that uh, we're also gonna do the i'm not making this up people this is real okay. okay i know a lot of times i make jokes i make things up i am not making it up i
0: can't tell if you are or not no
1: we're gonna do the wheel of i can't even say it with a straight face we're gonna do the wheel of content
0: what did you really look no that, sorry
1: the wheel of consent what's not the wheel content of, the wheel of consent what is that Well, we're going to explore touch. Ew. No, I don't like any touching ones. We're going to do body work. We're going to do body play. Scott. The retreat's called the naked retreat. So you will do all this in the nude. So now going back to that daily circle work. This
0: isn't comfortable for me. okay. That's not my happy space.
1: All right. Well, good for you that I did not book that one either. I don't
0: want to do the circle of consent with anybody
1: <laughs> the circle of, the wheel the wheel of the consent. wheel of consent okay <laughs> and, and seriously i did not make this up i'm not that funny to make this up if you know if i was funnier i could have did, made it up okay all right did
0: you just like google weird like no. retreat things people do and then smush them all together i
1: was trying no i tried to find a place for us to go okay. to get take away from the relax you know to get away from like all the yeah the, Monday, the business and everything and yeah the Monday. yeah and you're like okay all right all right all right all right, Moving all right. On. well i didn't book that one okay fine so I mean, the Massachusetts ones look really good, those silent breakfasts. All right. Um, this one is seven days in Peru. Oh. Okay. There's going to be 10 of us. We get two to four shamans. <laughs> it's two to four? Two to four. It, you know, you could either get two, you possibly get three, or you get four shamans. You don't know what you get. Minimum two, maximum four yeah. shamans. Okay. Um, right, right. Maximum four, two. Exactly. Um, you, we're going to get a cocoa leaf reading. Yeah, I guess we're gonna get some cocoa cocoa leaves. We're gonna read the cocoa leaves. Um, (laughs) Now here's where it got a little strange. Uh They kept saying there's gonna be a nurse always present. Mm. Um, They said there's gonna be a lot of medical checks. We're probably gonna get checked more than the White House. Um, There's gonna be um, like a a a survey that you have to fill out about all your health ailments.
0: that's, That's ayahuasca stuff.
1: I yeah, I think it is. Because I watched that on Unwell. Oh you watch this? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So And it's
0: always in Peru. Yes. And like yeah, you you can go crazy on ayahuasca if you already have mental issues. Oh, yeah.
1: No, they said we're going to be doing a lot of psychedelic drugs. <laughs> we're going to be eating a lot of plants, medical think, plants or whatever. You, like
0: when you take ayahuasca, you throw up a lot. I'm not into that.
1: Yeah. We're going to get hey, – wait. we're going to get massages while having the psychedelic <laughs> medical marijuana or whatever it is nonsense it is. That sounds um, stressful. And, it's and, not and, marijuana. What, oh, whatever. Psychedelic drugs. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, hey, but they have doctors, nurses – we're always going to be tested. Oh. They, you know, they're always taking our pulse. What? I don't know. It just
0: sounds a little bit intense yes. for me.
1: All right. Well, okay. The good news is I didn't pick that one either. Good. Yeah. It was good. just too much drugs. Too many drugs. Too much drugs and, and too many shamans. You know, really. I can only handle one shaman. One you know, shaman. they would have said one shaman, I'm in. But two to four. Up to four. That's a lot of shaman. Okay. All right. Well, actually, I didn't even pick that first one in Massachusetts. Oh. You know, I, was, I, I, I was, was, was okay with that one. Yeah, I know. I thought you'd like that one. But yeah. I actually really did book us okay. a place to go. Where? And we are actually going to. I know you're going to love this. We are going to go stay. We got the whole house for ourselves. Okay. The Ann Stevens house in Casadega, Florida. It is a haunted house.
0: God, I said no more haunted houses after last year's Halloween special. The
1: Riddle House you made? Yeah. Yeah.
0: When we went to the Riddle House for our ha- Mystic Michaela's Halloween special, okay. that plagued us. It was very scary. And now we're sleeping over.
1: He's still, yes, we're sleeping over. Uh, Yeah, I know that guy is still with us. He haunts the podcast. It's the podcast ghost. He's the podcast ghost. Like it haunted the entire podcast because of the one special. Well, maybe now once we stay at the Ann Stevens house, we'll get a new podcast ghost. We'll get him out of there because he's kind of nasty to us and we'll get a nice pleasant ghost.
0: Well, Casadega, New York is a psychic spiritualist community in Florida. It was founded upon spiritualist principles. I've never been there, so I'm actually really excited to check it out.
1: Okay, and I know people are not going to believe me, Yeah, but the cat's going nuts right now. He Just is. going I crazy. I know. Last time we talked about our podcast goes, the can't guinea talk pig about it. I know. went crazy. Now the cat, the cat is he doing just backflips. He the just cat is, just did a backflip. He did. Oh, my God. It actually happened. All right. We definitely have a podcast, Ghost. All right. But we're well, going to stay
0: there. I'm very scared. I said I'd never do it, and I guess I'm doing it. We're
1: doing it. You know, Casadega, next week. So that's
0: next week. That's our podcast episode.
1: That's going to be our, haunted, our Halloween uh, special. Yes. For our second annual Halloween special at the Aunt Stevens' house in Casadega, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. We're bringing a couple people people. I'm going to do some scary pranks on them. Oh my God. I'm bringing fake spiders. I'm bringing fake bats. They don't know this. Okay. But I'm going to bring a lot of fake uh, like lizards, put them in their beds and you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get a sheet with some yeah. urine on it and Ew. put it on and oh.
0: uh,
1: Hubie Halloween. <laughs> like Hubie, Hubie Halloween, Halloween. on right. Netflix? That's funny. So as you know-
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're probably going to be the one screaming at everything. I probably will be. <laughs> like Hubie.
1: I will be. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. So- what do we got Okay. Next? So let's
1: talk about, uh, we have to, we you know, do. we have to spend a little time yes. on The Bachelor or so bachelorette, bachelorette.
0: we are not a Bachelor podcast, okay? That's not our deal. So I'm sorry, this is a week behind. Okay. It's just, <laughs> it's just you, right. by the time this airs, the second episode of The Bachelorette has already aired and we just saw the first one right now because right. that's how we tape and that's just whatever. Yes. We are not a Bachelor podcast. It's no, we're true. not.
1: I mean, I did change my name to Bennett. I bought a Rolls Royce. <laughs> and a scarf. And now I come out with a scarf on and a big <laughs> smile and like like a little like gleam in my tooth. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> but.
0: Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, so I, Claire is pink. They picked a pink, and she's yellow too, a pink bachelorette, which I was really excited about because she's 39 and she's my age. She's 39, and but she's pink. So it's funny because they're like, oh, we're picking this mature woman, but she's pink. Right. So um, I was on chatty broads and we were talking about that like way before even I think they filmed it and everything. And I said, you know, I was talking about pink people with, with the broads. It was funny. But I, you know, the, the thing with pink people is they can have temper tantrums and because they're kind of childlike in nature. And it's a nice child, like, but I can see that already in the previews, like, here we go, you know, because even though she's like a 39-year-old woman, they yeah. picked a pink person. So you're going to have mature moments because she's, you know, a 39-year-old woman, but you're also going to have pink people moments where she's just going to freak out. And, what? and, and so that's what's going, that's what I think this season's so, going to be so interesting. Right, so let me
1: re- just rewind a little yeah. bit. So, cause you know, refresh my memory and yes. I, I watch like very sporadically. I you watch do. like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. You come
0: there. in, you red rant and you leave. What?
1: season one she was originally from a different season
0: she was juan pablo's runner-up okay right? you so, remember juan yeah, Pablo? He like, yeah okay. well, he was like
1: really kind of what was okay. what's his colors
0: so before like hot hot boy summer yeah was a thing i feel like that was two summers ago like that phrase came out okay. like hot boy Summer. juan Pablo's like that
1: color so hot. he's
0: like hot boy summer like purple
1: hot boy summer purple he's
0: just a player Is- he's just he's like
1: is that like South Florida purple?
0: Yeah, he okay. likes South Florida purple, but he's, I don't know where he lives, but I, he may as well live there. He probably
1: lives in South Florida.
0: He, he probably lives in South yeah. Florida. He's just a player. And he
1: was, was he the one that would be like, okay.
0: He's like, okay. 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 Like, and when she, when he said, like, I'm not picking you, she like freaked out and she screamed at him, like, and I would never want, you as the mother father of my children. And he was like, okay. okay. And then he walked away and he was like, glad I didn't pick her. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, It was, I don't, I mean, Juan Pablo was the worst choice for Bachelor, but you know, okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's good they didn't have him on this season because he would have been like a super spreader. Uh, (laughs) Juan
0: Pablo. Yeah, Juan
1: Pablo, super spreader. <laughs> he's, okay. Why? Well, because he gets around. You know? He he's does. Always, he's always at the, the bar. I, I picture Juan Pablo. Juan Pablo. At the club. Oh, very
0: charming. He's at
1: the bar. Yeah. No mask.
0: No mask. No. He's still, you know. Yeah. Why he's would you Juan cover Pablo. up that face? Yeah. He's Juan Pablo. He's Juan Pablo. He's good to look at. You just don't want, like, you know, right. more okay. than that
1: with Juan yeah. Pablo. All right. So but, we anyways, got
0: him. yeah. So, you yeah, that. And then she was, you know, I think she went Bachelor. I didn't pay attention, but she, she was like, on, like, Bachelor in Paradise or whatever. Like, like I year. said, this is not a Bachelor okay. podcast. But now she's here. And. I don't care what anybody says. She was definitely figuring out who she liked before the season started. Oh, definitely. Like, I know that's, like, against the rules, right. and she'll never admit it. Everyone's like, no. 1,000%, like, Dale and her. And if you don't like spoilers, like, please Church, scooch ahead fast, here. Fast forward, yeah. And, like, I don't know what happened. That's just what I feel. I mean, I feel like they were in communication. Like, I really... Okay. Because in the, when they met each other, it felt... Even though it was the first time they met, you know, I think we all felt like... And it was great. Um... And he's blue and purple, Dale. He's blue and purple. And he admitted he was an empath. Yes, he did. He did. Yeah. Which, like, sells me on him. I'm like, oh, he's self-aware.
1: Right. Um, And then she said, of course, I'm an empath, too.
0: She's like, me, too.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And me. And me. And me, too. And somebody else was like, and me.
1: And that shaman in Peru.
0: (laughs) So they just, I I mean, you know the thing with Claire, like, and I don't blame her because she came to look for love and she found love. And that's it. Like, she's going to put a period at the end of that sentence. You know, okay. she doesn't want to go through. We'll see what happens. But it looks like she's not going to go through the season the way that they oh. traditionally were going to have her go through it.
1: Okay. So she's a yellow-pink. Yeah. And Dale is a purple-blue.
0: He's a purple-blue. Would blue. you,
1: now, I, mean, I don't know if these two are going to get together or not, whatever, yeah. stay together, whatever. Is that a good, are those two good combos? Yeah. I that think would go together?
0: You know, he's very sweet. Okay. He's very sweet. I feel like he's a little immature. Not even just he's thirty one, but I think even for his age, he's a little immature. Okay. He, and just it's just who like how he is. He feels very shy, very introverted. He's coming into his own. Right. You know, he's trying new things. He's doing his purple, where he's trying this, trying that. I feel like she's very supportive of him, right. very supportive of his dreams and like what he wants to do and this and that. Um, but man, she just wants, you know, she's on baby train okay. and we'll see. What happens there? I feel like they are a good match. I feel like they get along. I feel like they understand each other. I feel like they can be emotional together. I feel like everything, you know, she's, she's very nurturing. Right. And I think he likes that. And he's nurturing. Now, she likes that.
1: I have one complaint about this show. Yeah. Well, actually, I have many, many, many complaints about the show. But one that really gets me going. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want to get into a Red Rant right now because I'm in a good mood. Okay. But, you know, these producers of this show, <laughs> they, they, they must take us for like like fools, like that we, okay. like that we don't understand okay. things yes. Be- because every single season yeah. they have like two guys yeah. that go up each other, against each or other girls, yeah. and they know each other like before the season started. Like yeah. she went to my high school and he went to my, you know, he worked with me at the bowling alley <laughs> right and they always have like some weird DM that they get. The producers probably send those DMs and, it, you know, it's so ridiculous that they make us. That we have to believe that these two guys—I think it was like Tyler C and yeah. you know—I don't know the other Justin guy, Justin or W, whatever. Yeah. They always have a second. Le- they always have the letter. They're never like the, no. just a name. Yeah, no. and like really like. Tyler C really got a DM from someone from his hometown. Well,
0: okay, so it, it
1: just doesn't make sense. This is to
0: me. a red rose yeah. this is your rose ceremony red rant. This is a
1: rose ceremony, red rant. And yeah. I
0: every season you come in around the rose ceremony and you like to be like, This is what's gonna happen. Right. And, and I was you, right this time. You were always right. You're always yeah. right. Like, who's going to stay and who's going to go? And, like, right. what's going to happen? Right. And aren't people bored right. with this already? And that's right. the Red Ramp.
1: Right. Because they always show the two of them together. Yes, okay. Like, yes. they show each of their faces. And you know <laughs> one's going to stay, even though all the guys are like, how could she keep that guy? Yeah. How could she possibly keep well, that guy? Well, those are guy? the cutaways. He's yeah. not here for the right reasons.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, and then everyone's like, I'm That's here for the right the reason. That's the show. That's the show. Right. And Tyler sees like this valiant guy who's like, oh, I'm going to save her. But Scott, we're blah, all blah, 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 blah.
0: aware. Are like, you? Are, yes. Is aware? All, okay. And everybody who watches the show yeah. is aware of the producer drama, the producer Fine. induced drama. Right. And it's funny because I feel like they tried to set that up just so Claire had a season. So you're seeing like the preliminary right. drama stuff that they're putting in or whatever. Um, but then they weren't ready for Claire to basically yeah. blow up the place right. with her own thing. So it, it's funny. Cause I think we're seeing like what it's all it, like when I look at, it, it's almost like frayed storylines. That's what it looks for me. Because yeah. like, I feel like the producer had a bunch of storylines they were going to start. So they planted the seeds and stuff with these guys on the first night. And then it's like, holy crap. Um, none of these are going to come to fruition. So it feel, they feel all unfinished because you know, Claire is going to blow it up. Right. She's going to blow, I mean, she's blowing the whole thing up.
1: All right. Well, I'm glad I got that red ran off my chest. I know. I I feel a little better. It was like your
0: third time today that I heard it. No, I, 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 I,
1: yeah. All right. Don't get me going again. (laughs) All right. I can't. It's got to end. I got to, I got to take a deep breath.
0: Claire and Dale, they feel like a good little duo. Are they long? Are they forever? I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, you know, and the other thing is like Claire talking about words today, she said two things that really drove me insane because this is what I'm going to talk about today I'm going to really deep dive, but she said two things. She says, I just hope this isn't too good to be true. Oh, bad mantra. Well, you've been living with me long enough to know that you can't say stuff like that in life. Because when you say, like, when you state a fear, like, I hope this isn't, you know, this is just too good to be true. I hope this isn't... Then what's happening is you just painted a situation where it's too freaking good to be true. Right. One. And then two, she said another thing. And this is just like the first episode. This is my one chance not to be alone again the rest of my life.
1: Oh, that just sounds pathetic. Don't
0: say that. Because then when you say that, that what you just created was the one chance for you not to be, like you're never going to have any more chances now right. because you just said that. I'm going to yeah. really get into that today.
1: Well, speaking of mantras. Yes. You know, I think, you know, I've kind of done these things a little bit before, but I'm going to, I have some that I'm going to try out and I I want to get a new mantra. Okay. And I, I came up with some and maybe you'll help me with them. And maybe one of these will work for me and I'll just keep saying it over and over again. Yeah. And my first one I came up with was, I'm the king of the world.
0: Okay. Is that that, I, that sounds familiar.
1: No, it's not familiar. It's not? That's never. A, did, I've never heard that before. You, you might have heard like, I'm the prince of the world. I'm the queen <laughs> of the world. You've never heard I'm the king I'm the of king the world. I'm the king of the
0: world. Okay. So right. so you get up in the morning and you declare that. Yes. That would be a good mantra. Oh, thank you. That would be a good mantra. Okay.
1: Okay. Every man dies. Not every man really lives. It's like Braveheart? Like- no, no, no. no. Oh, Braveheart. this is yours? Oh, sorry. This, this is mine. Um, Mystic Michaela. This is mine.
0: <laughs> that... Okay, so I think that's more of like a, like a quote.
1: Every man like dies, a, not every... Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, let's scratch that one. Okay. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around a while, you could miss it.
0: Where's that one from?
1: I just came up with it.
0: That feels like a Monday motivation. That's mm-hmm. a quote. That's a movie quote. No. Are you going 80s again No, No, on no, 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 no. No. Okay. All right. That's something.
1: All right, you know what? I'll scratch that one. Uh,
0: that's, that's,
1: well, right now, I'm the king of the world.
0: Okay.
1: I'm passionate about dogs. Just not crazy about bitches. Where's, is <laughs> that a housewife
0: a, <laughs> tag? <laughs> no,
1: that's mine. Is it
0: like Vanderpump or something? Oh, come on. Was stop. It? No,
1: no. Would I know who Vanderpump I've is? I've never
0: heard you say I'm passionate about dogs. I'm just not crazy about bitches. Like, I've never heard th- you say because that. Because I'm trying out
1: a new mantra.
0: That's not even a mantra. That's like is just that, something. That's like a like a tagline, a housewife tagline.
1: All right, fine. I won't use that one.
0: All right. Yeah, that's not a mantra. All
1: right. I like making my own money. I find that an aphrodisiac.
0: <laughs> is, that, is that Ramona? No. No, who said who's that Ramona? One? They're gonna drive me insane.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's I,
0: I, a tagline. That's not a tagline. <laughs> say aphrodisiac. Am I holding an apple in my
1: hand? Am I holding an apple? Can you
0: say aphrodisiac again?
1: aphrodisiac.
0: I don't know. You said it so funny uh, the first time.
1: Aphrodisiac.
0: <laughs> now you well, can.
1: that would be good if, if, you know, this would be good for that naked retreat if we decide no! to go on that one. Ew! And we have the circle of, of but, wheel of, of jerk, whatever it's called. What? Oh, wait, no.
0: You don't have... <laughs> no. Okay, you, we've talked about this. You do not have the visualization capabilities as most of our listeners, including me,
1: have. Same. And they're in so, the shower right now. Scott,
0: when you say naked retreat and stuff like that, like we all are okay. seeing things and all it's right. not pretty. Right. It's not pretty. All
1: right, fine. You know what? If you can't be cool, you can't be with the Countess.
0: Okay. All right. Enough, you just <laughs> took taglines. Fine.
1: You know what? I'm just going to go with this one. All right. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it, people like me.
0: That's good. That's a good mantra. All right. All right. You know what keeps the podcast running, people? You know what keeps the mic on? Oil? <laughs> uh, electricity? No. No. <laughs> no, nothing like that. Oh, okay. It's Stitch Fix today. That's what's keeping it going. And we appreciate when you use our Um, our tags and our links for when you're our codes. When you kind of go use our sponsors, it helps us a lot. So let's talk about this today. Um, Fashion changes, right? We have been in quarantine a long time. Um, it's time for me to get a couple new shirts. <laughs> like, okay. It's really time. But you, you need to like change it up. And Stitch Fix is a really good option for that. I really like Stitch Fix because they pick it out for you and send it to you. And you take this quiz so they know exactly like what you want, what you don't want. You're very specific. They have a good way of... Um, working with you. And they send you like a whole box full of stuff and it just brightens up your wardrobe. It's really, it's really nice. And it's nice to do it for yourself every once in a while. And the other thing is they're really good with, with sizes. you know. So they, they help you with that and it's no hassle returns or anything like that. So Stitch Fix is a personal styling company that brings you the world of fashion and style. It's a completely different and fun way to find clothes that you will love. That's all about you every time. To get started, go to stitchfix.com slash K-Y-A to set up your profile and they'll deliver great looks personalized just for you in your color, styles, and budget. You pay a $20 styling fee for each fix, which is credited towards anything you keep. Schedule at any time. There's no subscription required. You can just cancel at any time. You can move it around. You can whatever. It's it's no, no gimmicks. Plus, shipping, returns, and exchanges are easy and free. Stitch Fix does the hard work for you, making great style effortless for everybody, including men, women, and kids. I was talking to my aunt, and she was telling me how um her and a lot of her coworkers did it did stitch fix for a year. Yeah. Um my aunt Patricia, uh-huh. they did it for a whole year and just to try to change up all their styles together and they had such a good time like trying new styles and sh- seeing what everybody was wearing and oh, it was like good. a cool like bonding experience in their office. I thought that was really cool. So get started today at stitchfix.com/kya and you'll get 25% off when you keep Everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com/kya for twenty five percent off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com/kya. Well, and, I'm, and I'm really K-Y-A. glad. Why? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm really glad that they uh, kept us as a sponsor Why? because I uh, actually I wrote to the CEO oh, yeah? and I said, Hey, could you get a Mystic Michaela clothing line of just stitch fix? <laughs> and like, you know, so like you'd have like the hat, it would say Mr. Michaela on yeah. it. Yeah. I know your aura shirt. <laughs> oh my God, that's socks funny. it'd say Mystic Michaela. And then like basically all you would choose which Mystic Michaela you know you do funny. a stitch fix and yeah. you pick your Mr. Michaela outfit.
0: Mystic Michaela outfits are a lot of just like lounge wear, I yeah. have
1: to say. <laughs> so if you write, hopefully they'll write me back, and hopefully but they do.
0: Men and kids too. Yeah, I want to get you a Stitch Fix next. I've been doing Stitch Fix. I want to get you some Stitch Fix. Okay. Really? Will you wear it?
1: Of course. Oh my god, I'm super
0: excited. I'm excited to talk to you guys about my new sponsor, Honey. These days, it feels like online shopping is all I really do. That's how I get everything. Um, And that's where today's sponsor, Honey, comes in. It's the free, very much free, browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically applies the best one available at checkout. Honey is basically your online shopping best friend. And it's free. Here's how it works. You get Honey on your computer for free in two easy clicks by going to join.honey.com/kya then when you're checking out on one of its over 30,000 supported sites honey pops up and all you have to do is click apply coupons wait a few seconds honey will search for the best coupons for that site and if it finds a working code it applies the best one to your cart it's that simple i was just looking this week for halloween costumes and i put some in my cart and i Let Honey do its thing, and I saved $5. And otherwise, I wouldn't have known about those coupons. Honey found them for me. It was super cool. Honey has found its over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. Honey supports all kinds of retailers, from tech and gaming sites to fashion brands to even food delivery. Just have it on your browser, and it does the work for you. Nothing, Nothing to it, really. So here is... The simple thing to do. If you have a computer, Honey needs to be on it. It's free and it works from whatever browser you use. Very simple. You can get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com slash KYA. That's joinhoney.com slash KYA. And thanks for doing that, guys, because it sure does help us too. All right, let's do it. All right. What if I told you that you have the ability to tear down your life right now and rebuild it and that the only tools you had were your words? Does that sound crazy? This crazy belief, this changed my life and it can change yours too. Words have power. With our words, we create and destroy our realities. It's hard to think that words are so powerful So full of action. And that's why society and the ego tricks us into believing that they're nothing, that they're meaningless. But if you listen to the words of our leaders, the words of those who inspire us, or the words um, that lead us into the darkness, it's words that they use. Those are their tools. Whole careers and whole lifetimes are built upon one's words, the words they say to others, the words they use to describe themselves, and the ones that are only heard in one's own head. Words have power. In the book, um, the Four Agreements. I've talked about this before by Don Miguel Ruiz. The first agreement, his first agreement, is to be impeccable with your word. So what does that even mean? He describes it in the book. It's a short book. If you want to read it, it's very. It's a lot in there. It's short, but it's one you can reread every time. You get a lot more every time you read it. But he describes this in the in the book to be impeccable with your word. The gist of it is that we must be careful with words because they're our greatest power. And we must be careful to use them to build up and not destruct. He presents the idea that like your words are magic. And he explains that you can either use your words for white magic to create good in the world or as black magic to create chaos and spread spread negativity. And he talks about speaking with integrity and honesty and truthfulness, saying only what you mean Saying only what you desire and avoiding using words to speak negatively about yourself or to gossip about others and to use your words in a positive direction of truth and love. And that, you know, that doesn't even go for like, like he says, not just how we speak of others, but also how we speak of ourselves. We really have to screen our self-talk for the negative because what you speak, you create. Words are the creators of our universe. In every religion this is discussed, it is across the board. One of those universal truths that is so embedded that it pops up in the context of every cultural application. It's a spiritual right to know that you have a power with the word that you speak. So what is a word? It's a sound. It's a vibration. And it's a vibration which creates the reality around us. And as it can be seen in these larger patterns, such as the word of law or the word of God, the word of you is just as powerful. And you have the ability to use it to construct or deconstruct the reality around you. Our thoughts and our words have the power to manifest what we want in life. I have talked about this often, the power of mantras and saying things the way in which we bring change. Instead of um, not those repetitive, familiar patterns into our lives, words are the affirmation of what you are thinking. they reflect, so we have to be careful with them. We cannot be careless with how we speak. We need a filter, and the filter is something which is to be built over up over time and effort it 's not an overnight thing. Filters take time to construct, especially if you have to go against major programming to build a different filter. The, note, the, the first step is to notice it, to just notice what's going on, to acknowledge that you have this power, to acknowledge that you've been using it against yourself and limiting yourself with your own power, and therefore the knowledge and the acknowledgement that you need to use it wisely. You have to watch your words very carefully. This is a habit of mind. This is difficult to reprogram yourself. We have to use our positive words to fight our negative programmed thinking. The things we are used to thinking and feeling, which keep us the same, it is a battle. It is a war. And even in the book, The Four Agreements, he doesn't say you're going to win it. He says you just have to be a warrior. You just got to fight it. And that's, you know, thats this could be a lifelong thing with you. It is for me. It's been, a, because every time... You notice something, you want to get even better at it. So it's really not about the destination. It is about the journey and figuring out how to chip away at your words so that they reflect and they bring back exactly what you want with them. They're your tools. They're your tools. You have to learn how to use them like an expert. And you can do this. Even in the smallest sense this this attempt, this attempt at really using your words productively will change your life so much for the better, it's worth it. We need to know what we want, which is hard. It's hard to know what you want. But we need to know what we want, and we have to identify what we need to change, which I will discuss as we go on here. Because this requires vulnerability. Many of us are used to covering up what we want with a false sense of comfort and living a life that we don't want. It's hard to admit that you're lonely, you know, or it's hard to admit that you wish you made more money or you wish you had a better job or you wish you didn't do what you did in the past or you wish this house didn't look like this or you you wish you lost weight or you wish... It's hard. There's a lot of vulnerability that goes into seeing what you want differently instead of the easy way out, which is thinking that's what you want and keeping it that way. I like living this way. I like being single. I don't like, you know, that's easy. It's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to sit there and be like, you know what? I'm lonely. (laughs) You know what? This house ain't cutting it. You know what? I want something different. That is hard. That takes vulnerability because the next step is, you know, you got to change it. And that's scary. That's what I talked about on my podcast, um, episode 54, why people don't change. But you got to know what you want. And then you can use your words to start constructing it. We need to find a way to deal with the negative thoughts and words when they come in to challenge us. And we must find an affirmation to fit our needs and repeat it every day. These are things I'm going to be talking about. We must visualize our positive outcomes. We must use our words always with the idea that they will change our lives and therefore are not meaningless and not just words. There are more than that. So how do we begin? Okay, let's get to some practical applications here for how to start being an expert with your own words. So first, first, you have to choose your words carefully. This takes practice. I myself catch this constantly in myself, all right? Just because I say this stuff doesn't mean I'm some sort of like expert. I'm working on it too, okay? And especially a lot of you listening are empaths. So there's like an, an extra element here. You don't like to make others feel bad. So what do we do? We diminish ourselves for others. And you can do that with your words really easily. For me, I don't want to make anybody feel unspecial. I want them to feel good. And that's okay. But then I, you know, I had to reteach myself how to do that. (laughs) Because the old me was taught early on that by being unspecial, I would make others who needed that feeling more than me feel good. So right there, my worth was in my ability to diminish myself. So in order to make other people feel good about themselves, I had to verbally assault myself in front of them. I still struggle with this. And how many of you do? Oh, somebody says to you, you look so pretty today. Oh my God, I feel so fat. Whoa. (laughs) Have you caught yourself saying that? Oh my gosh, you know, your house is so lovely. Oh, you know, I have a ton of things I have to do like on it. I have so much money has to go into it still. We're not done. If you see that, like you see yourself diminishing, diminishing, diminishing. Your boyfriend, he's so sweet to you. Oh God, well, this is what you see. There's a whole other version of him at home. You know, catch yourself, catch yourself. It's such a knee-jerk reaction. Catch yourself and just stop, just stop. That's hard. So anyways, yeah, I used to do stuff like that. So right there, my worth was in my ability to diminish myself. And what's the easiest way to do that? My thoughts and my words. I was a re- I was actually a really good student. Um, I would do really well in school. I was not the brightest. I'm not like some sort of genius, smart person. <laughs> I just did really well with writing and I was an avid reader and I just would be naturally passionate enough about history and language and literature that I did well. I was kind of an outside the box thinker. Um... And I did well. And early on, I learned not to boast. It didn't give me anything back from those around me. So something would happen like an undergrad or I would, you know, I'd always make the dean's list or I'd get like, you know, an award or, or, you know, I was like little things like that, that weren't little, they were kind of a big deal. They really were. But if I said anything to my family, oh, well, that's sad for your sister. How must she feel about that? You know? And I was like, oh, immediately, like shame. Oh, I'm bragging. Okay, um, and I would feel really bad. So I took that lesson, and I didn't ever speak of the things I did as successful. I would instead, I would instead, I'd go further and I would diminish myself constantly. I would say things like, oh, I'm probably gonna fail, or I don't know how I'm gonna pass this class, or. I I don't write well, I just know how to fluff it, stuff like that. And I believed it. I I started really believing it and I stopped getting recognition. I would do this with everything though, saying all sorts of things to friends and people I knew. I would never self-advocate. I would never self-advocate for myself. I would make sure to choose people around me who needed boosting and I would take myself and lower myself to underneath where they felt about themselves and talk about myself so negatively that they felt better. And I would feel good that they felt good, but also powerless. And how many times do we all do this? As empaths, we don't want to brag. And we can think that using our words is bragging. It's not. There is no reason to say, I am the best to someone. It's just avoiding saying the opposite. Okay, so you don't have to say, you know, and I think that's with empaths. We think that, like, by talking about ourselves or, or, like, that's boasting or we're being rude or we're being attention-seeking. No, you just... You don't have to like say the opposite about yourself, though. You don't have to say, oh, I'm lazy, or I suck at this, or I can't do it, or I'm not smart enough, or, I'm not pretty enough. Just don't say it. Hold back. You can say thank you when you get a compliment, or if somebody's uncomfortable, you can lift them up, but you don't have to do it by diminishing yourself, and I had to unlearn that and relearn that, and I'm still working on it, but that's the first step, and I see that a lot with empaths, and it's awkward at first not to diminish yourself for others' benefits, and good friends... Good friends will stop you with this. And I have some good friends now because good friends will say, why are you saying that? Stop it. And you do that for them too. That's what good friends do for each other. You tell your friend, stop diminishing yourself. Okay? Like, we're not going to do that. Rephrase that. And you can do that for each other. It's, it's, I've been lucky enough on this journey. I found some good friends who can do that for me. And I do that for them too. And, and you can do that too. But first, you got to do it for yourself. I had a reading this week with a woman and she said, oh, I'm unlucky in love, but I like being single. So it was whatever. But then she wanted to know when she was going to meet somebody. (laughs) Like, but so when's this guy coming into my life? I've been single for like 10 years. Um, and right there, we had to pause, and we had to talk about what I'm talking about today, the power of the word. And I told her, listen, you just told me what your future is, that you're unlucky in love and that you're okay being single. So right there, that's your future. You just spoke it into existence, okay? Because you spoke that to be true. And, her, and honestly, like in the reading, her future was super fuzzy, Because I'll get that if you don't kind of like know what you want or like you're not or you keep doing this kind of stuff with the word, you get like a fuzzy future, which just means you're staying in the same spot now, okay? There's no change coming because you're using your words to keep it exactly how it is. Because you think it's easier to be the way that you are than to deal with the unknown. Like A lot of people have a knee-jerk reaction to being disappointed, so they just live a life differently, like void of the possibility of not being disappointed, of being surprised. You know, it's easier to be disappointed because you're used to it. So I, you know, I I talked to her about this and, and, you know, but she was so stubborn about these statements. They were her protection and her hiding behind them. It felt safe for her. It's what she knew. She couldn't disappoint herself because she had already written it down as done the way it was currently. We talked about this and and she saw it and she figured it out and she's working on it now, but. It's okay to notice where you are in life. Like, listen, like this. using your words isn't about living in la-la land and being a total, just like not seeing what's going on. You know, you can notice that your love life has been unsuccessful and you can notice that you don't mind being with your cat on a Saturday night, binge watching something. That's okay to notice that. But then you also have to go back and say something else to yourself. You have to first ask yourself truly without a shield and with true vulnerability, do you want something different? Like maybe this is comfortable, but are you open to something different and have faith that that would even be better? Like that's where you got to kind of crack open to that. And, and then you have to go back and ask yourself truly and vulnerably these questions because under all those layers of I'm fine and the words you use to cover it up, there may be something there, something which is so scared of being hurt. The words became the way it's okay to stay this way. And right there, that's when you have to ask yourself, what do you want? And then you have to start changing your words. So that's kind of like when we talk about honing in on what our affirmation, what our words are going to be about, because your words are your tool, right? So if you think of your life as just a shapeless rock and your words are the tools which you're going to shape it with, you have to have an, an idea of what you're, sh- what you're shaping. And that's what you, you know, listen, like I would really, you know, I'm, 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 I'm ha- I am a happy person with myself, but I, I am open to a fulfilling relationship full of unconditional love with somebody. And you visualize it and then you start using your words to get there. And then it's as simple as that. You just start saying that to yourself and to others. I am open to fulfilling relationships. Now, gratitude's a big one. You, you insert gratitude into your affirmations, the universe really listens. I am thankful for people in my life who reflect my need for positive change. I am thankful I am loved. My life is filled with unconditional love and I am grateful. These are things you can say over and over and over again. That's how you chip away at that shapeless rock and create what you want. You start building your world with new mantras, new words, words which don't deny the reality, but also start building a new one. One which aligns to your wants and needs vulnerably. When talking to friends and family, I mean, it's just normal, especially, you know, friends you've had a long time, you're in a role, okay? Your role may be the single friend, the single daughter, I don't know, your, your role may be the one that doesn't brag or the one that doesn't ask for anything or, you know, whatever your role is, you're probably stuck in a role in your family, you're stuck in a role with your friends, stuff like that. That's, that's actually normal. But when you're an empath, it's very uncomfortable to change. Now there's another level to it because you yourself are uncomfortable with this new growing version of you. You feel a little awkward. You feel a little like 13 years old. Like, oh, I don't know what to do. All these parts, you know, like moving awkward. I don't know. You know, like you're growing. It's like that same awkward feeling when you go through like these awakenings. So you're already in yourself. You're awkward. And then you're an empath. So you, you know that other people are like, she's awkward and they feel it. And so you feel them feeling it. And then it's like, you just kind of want to shut down. You know, it's better to accept this and to voice it. Hey guys, I'm going through something. I feel awkward about it, but I'm trying it out. That's vulnerability. That is an example of vulnerability. Just addressing that you know that this looks and feels different to them, but you're trying something new. So thanks for your support or whatever. You know, I get it. I I see what you're seeing. Let's move on. Address it. That's vulnerability because you're going to be getting things like, what are you doing? where are you right now? What's going on with you? You know, that kind of stuff. I had a reading this week with a a lovely young woman who's, um, you know, a young mother. She's got a bunch of kids and, you know, she's writing this blog and she doesn't know, oh, should I keep going with it? Or should I like take a step back or whatever? And then I saw a picture of her sister (laughs) and I'm just like, okay, so your sister is the one that's going to be like, why are you writing this blog? Like, what are you doing? What's going on? You know, and that's For an empath like this woman is who just wants to write her blog and, you know, try new things and deep dive into herself a little bit, somebody like her sister who loves her to death is just going to also be the first one to make her feel really weird, awkward and uncomfortable about it, which if she didn't know that was going to happen or have conscious awareness of it, it could actually stop her growth. So Spirit in the reading was just like, hey, you know, heads up, she's going to attack you for getting out of your role. It's important to know that because then you don't get controlled by it, but that's what people are going to do. So you have to figure out how to, how to deal with this stuff because these questions can set you back. They can stress you out and the knee-jerk reaction for you, especially as an empath, is to go back to the familiar self-deprecating words. Oh, nothing. Oh, I'm just, this is a silly project I'm doing. It means nothing. I don't know. I don't know. I won't meet anyone. I like being home. I don't, I don't care. I like being alone. Um, and that sets you back. So go into social situations, family or friends or otherwise, with some constructed statements, which do not betray yourself. Um, You know, you can say something like, oh, you know, I'm trying something new. You know, I'm really open to new stuff lately. I'm really changing. I feel empowered to use my words differently. Speak this way to people. Really get vulnerable about what you're doing here. It's okay to share. It's okay to say it exactly the way it's going down. You are trying something new. You have chosen a new word for your reality and bring people in on it. If they get weirded out, they call you names. They say, oh, you're this, you're that, ha, 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 okay, all right, whatever. And if they're into it, you may have a new support system around you, and it's, it's always more fun to grow together with people that get it. But it's important to not betray yourself with your own words for the comfort of others because a lot of times you just trigger their insecurities because they can't themselves change, so they're just going to attack you instead. Super subconscious of them, but you can be the conscious person in the, in the group and know that what's happening and not let that hold you back. Okay, another way, another way to use your words powerfully, you have to speak from the heart. When it comes to the power of the word, there is no greater power than your own vulnerability. When you speak about yourself or others, first use that filter and ask, is this purposeful? What is my point with what I am trying to say, what I'm about to say? And measure it. Speaking in love towards yourself, towards others, it's important. Most of the time when we aren't conscious of our words, we speak out of fear. It's our vulnerability in seeing this and speaking differently which gives us power. And there is something about using words against others in gossip or in judgment, which actually reflects back on us. And it's a vibration which pulls us in and creates it for ourselves because this is important. How we speak of others will be spoken of us. That's just law of consequence here. And it doesn't mean, you know, and I I myself have just learned this as an empath and it was a huge lesson that you have to kiss someone's butt. It doesn't mean you have to say the opposite of somebody. Like, so if somebody isn't a great person, there's two ways to handle it. You can like, you know, you can gossip about them. Oh, they're, oh, they're gross and da, 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 and they'll get this and da da. that's judgment and gossip. That's not good. You could, but it, it doesn't mean that you have to even go opposite and be like, oh, they're great. They're awesome. You know, and lie. What I've found is you either say nothing at all. Or if it's important to speak out like a self-advocacy thing or it's something that's unjust or it's wrong, then you have to speak about it in a way that is about what they have done or their actions or their words, not who they are. I find that rising above the person and speaking to the patterns, the lessons, the reasons, the implications, keeping it elevated, that helps. That makes the word educational. That makes the word create knowledge and it evades the feelings of defensiveness that people can have. So keep your word educational too. Keep your word open-minded. Keep your word something where everyone can have a shared, uh, have, have a chair at that table. So instead of gossip, let's make it educational. And also you have to affirm yourself. This is huge. This is very, very huge. This part is about the action of it the words and the affirmations and the mantras. So what are you? I hear a lot of people, you know, in their self-talk when I do readings. Oh, I'm lazy. I'm fat. I'm stressed. I'm anxious. I'm unsuccessful. I'm single. I'm ignored. I'm lonely. Watch that. How about stopping yourself with these affirmations of negativity and replace them with affirmations of what you want? You're not lonely. You feel lonely right now, okay? doesn't mean I am lonely is different than I feel lonely right now. You know, we have to make the I am statements. I am is a powerful statement. I am loved. I am fulfilled. I am growing. I am safe. I am empowered. When you have an affirmation and you say it over and over again, that is magic. I told a woman who was having a hard time with her weight this week that she had to go to the mirror every single day and repeat, I am worthy. Over and over and over and over until at least she didn't feel weird about it. You know, she, she was having a hard time losing weight and she was connoting it with her self-worth with the thing was like food and, and how we treat our bodies and stuff like that. It's not about how much you ate today. It's how much, how you feel about yourself, really. It's how you feel about yourself. And sometimes it's just, let's just skip the diet for right now. And let's go into the worth of yourself. Because you'll do things more for yourself when you feel worth it. When you feel worth it. So, yeah, I am worthy. And I told her, like, repeat it in the mirror, out loud, till you don't feel crazy. Or at least till you become accustomed to doing it. And then the words don't make you shy away or feel stupid. And you can look at yourself in the eye and you can say it you can scream it. You can cry about it. You can feel it. It's a powerful exercise. I have done this with myself. And sometimes I have to have a refresher's course. So much of why we don't get what we want or our realities don't look like we want them to, it's because we don't feel worthy of it. We don't take the time to use our words to create that feeling of worthiness. And that's a powerful way to do it. And you will desensitize yourself to feeling worthy by saying it. And then it won't be so foreign to you anymore to hear your mantra. I came up with this kind of myself um, a, a while ago. And I remember when I started this and I started with something very simple. I started with, I am worth it. That's what, that's, that was my first mantra I ever started. I am worth it. And I remember, and you know, on the, on the surface level, like, of course I'm worth it. Yeah, obviously I'm worth it. But then like once you start letting that sink in, you feel like somewhere inside like, oh, wait, I really don't feel worth it because <laughs> a lot of stuff aren't happen- isn't happening in my life because I don't feel worth it. And the ego doesn't let you see that because then you're going to change it. And it also hurts when you start seeing all the little sad places where you don't feel worth it and how that's manifested into your life. So that's how I started. And I remember I said it a few times in the mirror and I felt odd. And then I said it louder and I felt pain in my chest. My stomach hurt. And then I said it louder and louder, screaming at myself in the mirror. I am worth it. Tears streaming down my cheeks. And I did it until I stopped crying and I could look at myself and I felt stronger. And it didn't change me overnight. It's something I'm still working on, but something shifted there. You have to do this with emotion. You have to put your whole soul into it. It has to feel like it hurts, like it cuts you open, like surgery of the mind-body connection. You are ripping yourself apart with these mantras, and it's so you can build it back up again. Another way to do this, you got to write it down. You write things down, that is power. Writing something down and putting it where you see it every day, that creates ripples in the world around you. When life feels completely opposite of what you wrote down, sit there. And stare at your writing and just repeat it over and over again. (laughs) The whole world could be blowing up around you. I am worth it. The post-it note on your laptop. Just keep reading it (laughs) over and over and over again. Start chanting it on your way, walking here, walking there, going to your car, driving down the highway. Just repeat it. Just repeat it. Don't worry about its connection to reality right now. It'll catch up. Reality will catch up. I promise you. When your life feels completely opposite of what you wrote down, sit there and stare at it. I have a woman, a client, she's going through a divorce. She's very fearful she'll lose her home. And I told her to write on paper something to the effect of, you know, I am safe in my home. My home is my most peaceful place. It's totally the opposite right now, okay? She feels like she's going to lose it. The soon-to-be ex is threatening to take it away Um, also. She has children <laughs> um, that go to the school district, you know, attached to the house. So that's stressful. Um, and he's in, he still lives there and he's incredibly emotionally abusive. So everything on her little post-it note on her laptop that she reads every day isn't happening yet. But she just started. And it's not, it's just not that way at all right now, that mantra. And she knows that and I know that, but you know what? She can change that. So I told her to keep reading it. You know, like the post-it note on your laptop, stick it in your journal, write it on the background of your phone. And when you're stressed, repeat it, in, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it in the mirror, write it down 20 times on a piece of paper, affirm it to the universe. It is magical to do this. What we believe happens, good or bad. What we say over and over happens. You attract what you expect. That's a truth. It's a resolute fact that your world is built around what you've expected to happen, good and bad. I call it mantras upside down. All the things that happen, which we don't want, they come from, I just call them upside down mantras. It's my own thing. Why does this always happen to me? This is going to be a bad day. I can't ever seem to figure out my finances. Why am I always living hand to mouth? Dating sucks. I can't lose the weight. And so on and so on and so on and so on. When you say something like that, there it is. You just wrote your reality. And it's true. It's a habit of mine. So it takes time to like catch yourself. That's why, um, you know, this, this is a process. This is a process. But you, you'll get a little better at it every day. I promise. It's very hard to believe you have all this power with just your words, but you do. And that's the trick of the ego. Remember, the ego is a human part of yourself that likes you to stay the same. We love the ego. It has a noble purpose. I've said this a million times, but it's a tricky little sucker. And and you will will come to recognize your little ego coming in. It's kind of like that. I don't know if you guys remember. There was like this SNL character, uh, Debbie Downer. (laughs) She was like, wah, wah, you know, that's the ego. Like everyone's excited about something and then she would like say something and everyone's like, oh. That's like your ego in your head. Like you could get, oh my God, I am worthy of unconditional love. And then like the little D- Debbie Downer ego thought comes in like, you've tried the dating apps. They're not good. Wah, wah. You know, that if you kind of, that's exactly what the ego is like in your head. And you have to just kind of be like, shut up, ego. Shut up, Debbie Downer. You know, that's what you have to do. If you see it that way, she's not going anywhere, but she's a lot less powerful, a lot less powerful. And you can just like roll your eyes at it. It's like, okay, I get you. Um, That's like my little tangent about Debbie Downer and the ego and how they're like, but yeah, it, it is hard to believe that you have all this power and it is a trick of the ego. Does stuff happen which you have no control of? Of course. Of course. There's a whole collective world and a collective consciousness too, which is, so there's a collective word that we all subscribe to. And we can call that like our system of government. You can call that our stock market. It's just based on words. It's just the power of the words that keep that stock market. You know, money's not real. It's just what we all think of at the same time. The same thing with government or law. Um, racism, division, sexism, that's the collective construction of the word. You have way less control over that. Like that, you know, you can go vote, you can go educate, you can self-educate, you can educate your kids, you can, you know, try, you know be the change you want to see in the world and all that. Like you have, you know, this is how you do it. But also there are things that happen that you have zero control over. Um, there are also things which can happen that are just is what we would categorize as life, accidents, health, scares, death, loss, all of those things our part of being here, it's not all flowers here. We're not talking about making life a flippin' fairy tale, okay? Like, that's not what this is about. And that's the ego will tell you, like, it's all the same thing. It's not. You, but the point is, is you have way more control than you know. And the word gives it back to you in as much capacity as that you are potential of. Just like in the four agreements, he says, it's really not about winning this war. It's about being a warrior, you just have to be a warrior, and the words are your tools, the words are your weapons let's let's use them let's fight the good fight doubt fear, procrastination, struggle these are ego tricks to keep you down. Keep you from believing that you have so much power within you, you are part of something so much bigger. Do you know that you are able to pull on the strings of that power and you tap into it the universe wants you to have everything which assists you on your authentic path, your soul contract. You just didn't show up here to do nothing. You have a soul contract. You have an aligned and authentic purpose. The universe has enough fuel for you to complete that. When you are on that path, it feels good. It feels aligned. It feels fulfilling. And that is available to you. The part of you which is predestined to learn and grow in certain ways... There is energy and abundance available for you to complete those things. You are the recipient of unlimited abundance and you are worthy of it. And don't for a minute believe that you are not, that you are some speck of dust on a bigger speck of dust in some endless solar system of rocks. No, there is purpose here. And your energy is woven into the laws of attraction and vibration. And every word you speak It brings a vibration directly to you and you can choose good vibrations or bad ones. And the words you use are the calling cards to whichever one you seek. You are seen. You are, you are seen. You are loved. You are worth the abundance you seek, the love you seek, the fulfillment you seek. I want you to feel that right now. And this is something you can start it today. You can start it right now. Let's do it. I am Worth it. You, you are worth it.
1: So that was pretty deep, pretty yes. heavy. Um, deep. Yeah. Maybe we should just kind of lighten it up. Okay. And do a little aura explaining. All right. Let's aura explain it. So we asked the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family to, you know, kind of do our little Dear Mystic Michaela. Yes. We have an official uh, thread
0: now over on the Facebook page. We
1: do. We had over a few hundred comments mm-hmm. uh, and stories. So we just picked out a few. Obviously, we couldn't. Do Them all, but we'll try to get to more in the future. Yes. All right. So Christine writes, okay, my nine year old son, and they, they, they did a photo, so her colors will tell you her colors. My nine year old son is constantly trying to help me with chores, and I like chores done my way, and I don't want his help, but I also <laughs> don't want to hurt his feelings. So I'm always having to come up with loving ways to tell him no. So oh, I'm thinking that she's all right. I'm going to try to guess her yeah, colors. Do it, do it, do it. So if I was saying this, she's definitely or explain it. I'm going to say she's a yellow indigo, okay, and I could be wrong. Because uh, the yellow, I'll just or explain
0: it, just do it. Yeah, the
1: yellow. Yeah. I'm saying with the with the chores, and she wanted her chores done her way. Yeah. That's definitely a yellow thing. Yeah, yellow's
0: like peop, like their chores done their way. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then she doesn't want to hurt her son, nine year old son's feelings. Yeah. So she's kind of taking on that's that. That's gotta be blue color, blue or indigo. Yeah. So what would you? Well, I'm looking say. at her. She
0: is yellow. She okay. is yellow. She's yellow blue. Yellow blue. Okay. But like the blue is deep, so it could be indigo border. sometimes like it's like a blue to go a blue to go like that but yeah i and i see this with yellow people a lot they like things done their way yeah but obviously he wants to help right so and so sometimes you just have to like okay let you know let them yeah. uh, because like with um, empath kids they get the message real quick that you know, maybe they're not doing things good enough or they're not, and then they attach it to their self-worth. But, yeah, totally yellow, and I see that a lot with yellow moms. Like, never mind, I'll just do it myself.
1: (laughs) Okay, so Christine is a yellow, blue borderline indigo.
0: Yeah. All right, I got it right.
1: All right, Lindsay. uh, She's been accused of changing her personality type and becoming a different persona around different people. I have no clear why. But I feel like wearing different hats and will adjust my personality and energy levels to match the people around me. This includes my friends and family. My family says I'm quiet and reserved, but my friends, I'm very high energy and loud. Uh, that sounds like our kids when they come home from school. Everyone says they're great in school, but when they come home, they're like really you know, uh-huh. off the wall. Um, you know, if I had to already explain this, and this, I know you say this a lot. I, it, probably absorbing colors or changing colors. So I would, so again, she says she's been accused
0: of changing her personality type. Yeah. yeah. So I agree with you. Indigo. Yeah, she is indigo. Yeah. Because indigos can be a different persona around different people. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. And she says, I have no clue why, but I feel like I wear different hats and will adjust my personality and energy levels to match the people around me. That's a purple thing too. Okay. Purple people will try to match the vibe or if mm. like a vibe is low in a room, they'll try to get like really entertaining or something like that. Um. So when she says... Is this an empathic thing or am I just a social chameleon, which will adapt to get along best with the room? That's kind of what empaths do, deep empaths. And I'll, I have this shade of indigo. It's you're so indigo, you don't know you're indigo. Right. And it's because they do what she's doing. They're absorbing everybody around them so much and doing exactly what they need to do to make the other people feel okay. They lose sight of who they are.
1: Okay. So Lindsay is a purple indigo.
0: Yeah, but she's very, very indigo. Very indigo. Like almost to the point where she's like, am I? She probably is like, I don't know. I thought I was yellow. Right, right. I yeah, because yeah. like, yeah. people who are so indigo, they don't know they're indigo, yeah. think they're yellow.
1: Well, I know you always say the people that have the most trouble figuring out their colors with all your bingos and mm-hmm. all your cards and is, are the blues and the indigos.
0: It, yeah. If you're yellow, you know you're yellow. If you're purple, you know you're purple. Right. You know, if you're red, you know you're red. Green, same. Blues and indigos have a hard time.
1: <laughs> okay. All right, what's the next one? All right, we and have read two. it like,
0: yeah, read it like very, the way they wrote it.
1: All right, two more. Libby says, took this picture just for a possible reading, so I hope okay. y'all choose me. <laughs> All right, I'm saying she's from the South. Oh, okay, thank South. You. Southern. All right. <laughs> uh, I find myself getting super jealous and anxious and expecting a lot from my partner. Mm. I end up being a lot harder on him than he deserves. And even though I know I'm doing this, uh, sorry, and even though I know I'm doing this, my anxiety and insecurities take over. Help. All right, what do you think?
0: Or explain
1: oh, it. Oh, my Lord. This is a tough one for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so I would say some, maybe a yellow-purple? I don't know. Yes, absolutely. Yeah? Oh, good. Scott. Ahead. Yes.
0: Slow clap. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Hey, I should, I, I, you know what? I'm going into the aura reading business. You
0: could. Yeah. You, well, you're an aura-splainer. Yeah. I think we all have this ability. We can aura-splain at this point. Yeah, no. And I'm looking at her picture, and she has yellow-purple. It's funny because yellow people, why Why do y'all <laughs> get ashamed <laughs> Of being a perfectionist. It's just what you are. You know what I mean? It's yeah. okay. It's okay. You have high expectations for yourself, yellow people. It seems like Libby has high expectations for herself. And then it's hard for you to lower that for other people. So she has high expectations for, for her partner too. And then the thing is, is... But the thing with yellow people is they can kind of like hyper-project like what the future should be or yeah. something like that. And then it sets you up for disappointment. So in her situation yeah she sees that about herself and it's it's kind of like you'll be like okay i can only control myself like even though i have this vision of how our relationship should be it doesn't mean that's what it's going to be so let's not use this as a constant just set up for disappointment but yeah that is a yellow person thing all right to set to kind of like have high high expectations not just from yourself and then project them to other people And get disappointed.
1: All right, we got one more. This is Elizabeth. Yes. All right, she says. Here's a strange and goofy one for you. Anytime you start it with that, you know you're going to get. Scott.
0: Scott's like I'm picking. Yes. Yeah.
1: Ever since I can remember, when I had a load in the dishwasher, I have to make sure and sort the silverware so that they are prepared for battle. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) god! Wow, I love this stuff. Oh my god! This This is is great. These are like what perfect. This is great. It's right up my alley here. (laughs) Like I would never leave a spoon alone without a knife and a fork to back. Up, you know. Okay, so okay, I never like, leave a spoon alone without a knife and for, fork to for back, back it up, up for backup. For backup, oh the my god, the spoon can't be
0: alone. The spoon can't defend itself. It needs a knife and fork it's for backup. It's like back
1: Vietnam, up. okay? Unless maybe there is a spoon and a steak knife, okay? Oh, wow. I get it. That feels more fair. <laughs> I
0: love how she's right. I
1: love this. Also, just a note: I have a perfectly healthy, <laughs> healthy, and happy upbringing. I don't know why I feel the need to humanize and prepare silverware for battle. In the dishwasher. I
0: love how she wrote that. Okay. Um, all
1: right. I mean.
0: You want to explain I, it? I'll explain it. Are you
1: get a bit. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to go with one of her colors is definitely purple.
0: She's blue. Blue. Yeah, blue? She's blue and purple. purple. Blue and purple. She's blue okay. and purple. But okay. I put up a meme this week. This and, is great. Because somebody shared it on the page and I'm like, oh my God, that is so blue. Um. And it was something like about how you can't just pick one pumpkin because you're taking it away at the pumpkin patch. Like you can't take the pumpkin away from its family pumpkin. Right. I think like that too. I've always thought like that. And this is hysterical with the yeah. silverware. Blue people think like that. They put oh they God. personify everything. Like oh, I can't have this pillow alone. It'll be a lonely pillow. Or right. You know, like or it, little things like that. Like they personify objects and and whatnot because they have so much. Overkill in their empathy no. at, that they projected to inanimate objects.
1: Now, I have actually have a solution for Elizabeth. Okay. I say she gets a bunch of spoons, okay. puts them into a daily circle work,
0: and oh, then no. they could
1: go into the wheel of consent.
0: I don't know. <laughs> maybe the spoons are her own. I'm going to get a little deep here. Maybe the spoons represent Elizabeth. Oh. And maybe Elizabeth is the spoon. And Elizabeth feels like she needs backup in life. So the spoon becomes her, and she is the spoon, and well, she sees herself in the spoon.
1: You know what? Then me and you are the fork in the knife for her.
0: Yes. That's right, Elizabeth. I'll right. be the fork.
1: Well, we have, a, <laughs> uh, we, we have actually a special message that we want to deliver yes. today. Um, someone reached out to us, and I thought that, you know, I, when people do these things, I really – I love this kind of stuff. You do. So it gets to me, you mm-hmm. know – All right. You're
0: a mush. I'll let you you start. So Katrina Aubrey wanted to make her cousin, Danielle Ballone, I hope I said that right, um, feel special today because it's her 30th birthday. So we are wishing a very happy birthday to Danielle. Happy birthday, Danielle. Yes, happy
1: 30th birthday, Danielle. I know Katrina's from upstate New York, uh, near us, Rochester. Mm. Uh, Now Katrina also wanted to add two things to this. Oh. Which I loved. She is... She, well, she already has. She's already purchased an aura photo for Danielle, oh, that's the birthday great. girl. Yay. So Danielle, find us. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll how to get in contact with you. Mm-hmm. And then she also wanted to give a random member of the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family an aura photo. So we'll also have to get in contact with this person. We randomly selected this person. And your name, uh, we'll have to say the full name for this, is Katie Mack. So Katie Mack, you have an aura photo courtesy of Katrina. I love this kind of all
0: stuff. All for Danielle's happy birthday. Her birthday. Love the Mystic Michaela spiritual family. That's what we're all about. Go join us over there on the Facebook page. Take care guys.
1: on your podcast app.